Welcome to the Antisocial Book Club. You're very singing today. I am. <laughs> I'm just really excited to be here. And plus, I'm really excited about this book. Me too. That we're fixing to talk about. Like, jumping up and down, excited. Because all the things are in this book. All the feels are in this book. Mm-hmm. It's really related to this book. Everything I could ask for in a book. So... But before we get started, we're going to continue on with our icebreakers. And since we're talking about the book we're talking about, I'm going to ask you, Kelsey, what was your favorite book of 2019? I had a lot of favorite books I read last year, but one of my favorites was The Mother-in-Law by Sally Hepworth. Ooh, tell me more. So it was about the dynamics between a mother-in-law and her daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so we start the book, and the mother-in-law is dead. <gasps> and so we Who have... done it? And so then the book is... So we see that, and then the book flashes back, and it's told through the mother-in-law's point of view and the daughter-in-law's point of view. Wow. And it's just really interesting. It's definitely a mystery. It definitely has a lot about family dynamics. It's just a really interesting read and a lot of things to consider. I think you've told me to read this book several times. I think I have. So I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Please just do. Just going to do it. But I really liked it. Okay. Very I cool. Loved it. What was your pick for best My book pick. Of okay. So listen. When I was about in the fifth grade, a wee child, mm-hmm. a wee child, um, I went to Barnes and Noble, one of the most magical places in the world. Um, and stumbled across Little Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought the book. I tried to read the book as a <laughs> wee fifth grader. Yes. And failed at reading yes. it. So I put it on the shelf, kind of forgot about it. And then with the upcoming of this movie, I'm like, I've got to read it. It's a classic. I've been trying to read all the classics. Mm-hmm. So I gave Little Women a try, and it is definitely, I can say it's... Not only my favorite book of 2019, but definitely want, probably makes the top five books I've ever read. Wow. I mean... I still need to read it. It's such a classic, but I think at the time, too, I was just going through kind of a lot of family things and thinking about, like, my sisters and my own mom mm-hmm. and just the the connection that we have and then just seeing little women, um, how they have their their connection, their family time. Um, and just kind of the ups and downs that they go through and yet they get through it anyway because they have each other. Mm-hmm. And of course, Joe, we all, if you've read the books, you know, Joe, absolutely. She's a writer herself. She, so it's just, it's just a very good Louise May Alcott. I don't, I did not say that right. Louise May <laughs> Alcott. If I did not say that right, I'm not a professional. Okay. <laughs> Don't get on to me. Um, but just an amazing writer. I think my older self could definitely appreciate this book um, better than my fifth grade self. And looking back to it, it's really cute. I even have like the sticker on it from when I bought it. Like, Aww. when was that? Like 2003? A long time ago. Yeah, and it was $6. Wow, a bargain. It really was a bargain. Yeah. Can't even buy It was a hardback. Wow, and it was only $6? All the book nerds know the struggle right now. That's why the library... Is your best friend. Best friend. Absolutely my best friend. Mm-hmm. So, drum roll. 
We're talking about... <laughs> I was waiting for it, but I didn't know if you would do it or not, so I'm just going to go for it. Uh, today, our book is The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. And I just got to say, I think Abby Waxman does a beautiful, beautiful job in this book. It's got all the feels. Mm -hmm. It's got all the things you need. I felt like I could have been Nina Hill in this book. Same. And I'm really related to Nina. I absolutely loved it. Would you like to hear more about it? Yeah. Perfect. So here's the summary of The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. Meet Nina Hill, a young woman supremely confident in her own shell. Hmm. The only child of a single mother, Nina has her life just as she wants it. A job in a bookstore, a kickbutt trivia team, and a cat named Phil. If she sometimes suspects there might be more to life than reading, she just shrugs and picks up a new book. When the father Nina never knew existed suddenly dies, leaving behind innumerable sisters, brothers, nieces, and nephews, Nina is horrified. They all live close by. They are all or mostly all excited to meet her. She will have to speak to strangers. And as Ew. if that was not enough, Tom, her trivia nemesis, has turned out to be cute, funny, and deeply interested in getting to know her. Does he not realize what a terrible idea that is? Nina considers her options. Completely change her name and appearance. Too dramatic, plus she likes her hair. Same, she's a redhead. Oh, yes. Fly to a deserted island, hard pass, see coffee. Hide in a corner of her apartment and rock back and forth, already doing it. It's time for Nina to come out of her comfortable shell, but if she's not convinced real life could ever live up to fiction. Is it is it going to take a brand new family, a, per, a persistent suitor, and the combined effects of ice cream and trivia to make her turn her own fresh page? My anti-social book people. If you have not read this book, you've got to. You've just got it's to. It's basically made for us, guys. It's it's made for us. Um, it's beautifully written. Um, just everything. It's just got everything in it. And going back to Abby, just bravo. Bravo. She, really she seems really chill. Like, I looked at her website. Um, that's where I got all the information about her. But if you go to her website, you can sign up and she'll just send you a signed book plate. Wow. Uh, we should do that. We should. Why haven't we done that yet? No. Let's do that right now. We should do that right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to do that. Abby Waxman. So she was born in England in 1970. She is the oldest child of two copywriters who never should have been together in the first place. Um, she said that once her father ran off to buy cigarettes and never came back. Oh, wow. Her mother began a highly successful career writing crime fiction. How very interesting. We should find that. We should look into that. Hmm. So Abby currently lives in Los Angeles with her husband and three kids. Three dogs, three cats, a gecko, two mice, wow. six chickens. Um, in New York City? No, Los Angeles. Oh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. But that all came directly from Abby's website. It's really cute. It's a really cute website. It's got all her books on it. Um, it's got an, an area for you to tr contact her, ask her questions. Um, so yeah, you should check that out. Definitely, definitely if you're will. a fan of the book. Um, it's just a really cute, fun page. Huh. Um, so yeah. Definitely an animal lover. I myself, Kelsey, though, I'm not really an animal lover. I have no pets. But I have never met Theo, but I adore him from afar. Yes, Theo's my cat. And yes, you would adore him. 
Yes. I'm definitely an animal lover. I love animals. I will say I'm more of a cat person than a dog person. Mm-hmm. I still love dogs, but i rather have a cat. If someone said right now we'll give you a kitten or a puppy, I would take the kitten. Is it because you've always had a cat or have you had Maybe. dogs? I've only ever had a cat, but I have lived with dogs, my roommates. Mm. And I loved their roommates. dogs. And maybe that's another reason why I don't like dogs. Roommates' dogs. That's a whole other story. That's yeah. a whole other story. My experiences with dogs were mostly good, especially the first dog I lived with. Her name was Juno. Oh, that's cute. And she was quite adorable. And we would go on trips to, like, not trips together, but I would take her, like, to Starbucks and stuff and just oh, take her on, like, little Did you get her the little puppy chinos? I did, I think. I like oh. whipped cream. Yeah. So we had lots of fun together, me and Juno. That's cute. But... That's the only dog I've lived with that I really enjoyed living with. I try to talk Jamal into getting a, a corgi named Cheddar. <gasps> just because I love the show Brooklyn One Nine. <laughs> what is it? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's yes, also hilarious. Cheddar. It's amazing. If you guys haven't watched it, you need to. And Cheddar makes the show. Cheddar is the best part of the whole show. And I want Cheddar. I will say if I had to get a dog, I would get a corgi. Yeah, because they're, they're just—they always look like they're smiling. Absolutely. And I just—it's gotta go with it. They make me smile. And their little butts—they're just so fluffy. Like, but then again, dog hair. Ugh. True. That's why I, I just I have a Roomba. That's your pet. It's my pet. <laughs> we named it Little Sebastian. From another great show. Parks and Rec. You guys All the best things. Watching both of these. All the best things. So yeah, so I'm definitely more probably an animal person than you. Yeah. But you know, that uh, one's different. Yeah. I was uh, I was raised on a farm though, so I only had farm animals. Yeah. They were never really pets. More utilitarian. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, it's time for Amazon reviews. Let's do it. <gasps> Perfect. I love. I'm starting to love these. You're very interesting. They are interesting. Just interesting to get other perspectives, who other people are thinking. Sometimes they're widely different. Sometimes they're exactly yeah. like my own opinions. So this had overall 4.3 out of 5 stars. Okay. And that was out of 411 customer ratings. So 62% gave it 5 stars. 21% gave it 4 stars. 9% gave it 3 stars. 4% gave it 2 stars. And 3% gave it 1 star. Well, the five stars still win. Mm-hmm. I agree. So this one, five out of five stars, says, didn't want it to end. I loved this book for so many reasons. Love the main character, Nina. Love the planner page introduction to the chapters. Love the minor characters. Just about everything about this story made me happy. and makes me feel like I'm never going to be a Jeopardy contestant. I feel exactly the same way mm-hmm. as this. Like, everything about it, I love the little planner pages. I love the planner pages. Like, I love, I thought it was just another insight into, like, to yes. Nina, who to Nina was. Her schedule was. Almost mm-hmm. like a prequel for the chapter. It got, it we was. knew what was kind of happening. And it just, it was cute, too. I've never read a book that's kind of had that thought process of a character. And I was just like this reviewer. I didn't want this book. I was very upset when the book ended. I wanted some more. Same. 
and I just I love my planner like the best day at work is when you get a new planner which just mm-hmm. happened for the year yes just that fresh planner starting new I will say after I read this book like I got a new planner for Christmas and I'm like I've got to start planning yes. more in my life I just I loved it love it okay next five out of five stars charming and heartwarming the bookish life of nina hill really captured my heart on so many levels i love that nina was so easy to relate to and that i could see so much of myself in her and i also love that the book had so many layers to it it's a book about the importance of family and friends it's a book about finding love even when you don't think you have room in your life for it if you're looking for a book that will leave you with a smile on your face i highly recommend the bookish life of nina hill also agree and i just really agree and i like that this book had emphasis on like planning but it also showed that maybe sometimes planning your life doesn't always go as you plan and that's okay okay. and that's something that I have to remind myself me too like I'm always trying to plan ahead Mm -hmm. um every little single detail of my life I think that has a lot to do with my OCD not like like yeah just OCD so much of it um just having that control but it never we never have control no it doesn't and like no. this book i think that i got out of it was really like that yeah you can plan but it's also okay if you just you know take a little breather yeah you just let life pass you by yeah like every moment doesn't have to be planned exactly and that's okay it is okay like i have to remind myself all the time i need that reminder me too Next one we have is three out of five stars. It says sadly boring. What? No. It says the story was boring. I like Nina as a character, but nothing super interesting happens in three hundred and thirty pages. It took me a long time to get through. Okay. <laughs> okay. How can this book? You must be reading the wrong book, or you're reading no. it backwards, or something. There. This has something not. I don't want to be a spoiler. So maybe a little spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I mean, she finds out she has a family she's never yeah. had. She gets a she's boyfriend. She's a love child. Yeah, she's a love child. Um, you have boyfriend. to see her daily anxieties that she goes through. Mm-hmm. Her store, she doesn't know if she's going to be able to keep her job. Yes. There's all the things. All the things. There's so many things. So dull, boring... I don't I don't disagree with that. Go read some drama something. Mm. Action packed. I totally agree with you. This is another three out of five stars. It says meh. Meh? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel meh about this review already. It says this book was fine. I honestly didn't really have very strong opinions on it. It was one of those books that was good enough to keep you intrigued. By the end, I wondered what the point was. It, it's a what? good, light-hearted read, though. I will agree. It's very light-hearted. Mm-hmm. It's a very fulfilling book. Yeah. Definitely a smiling book. Um, But what? The point? Yeah. Don't agree. The point is that's a good book. Don't agree. <sighs> Finally, we have one out of five stars. It says, insulting to bibliophiles everywhere. Ooh, I know. <laughs> it says, I'm a bibliophile, but 200 pages of a character complaining about people interfering with her reading 
Her crazy schedule and everything with her reading was ridiculous. Just right, Cat Lady hates people and only wants to read. Hey, I like to read about people reading. Yeah. It's very enjoyable. And I think this book, I think Abernathy, the reviewer, is missing that a lot of what's happening is that Nina is coping with her anxiety by reading. Exactly. And that for her, reading is like a safe place and it helps her feel better. And also the planning is a coping mechanism because if yeah. she plans everything, nothing can go wrong. Exactly. And so, and I liked it. You know what? Sometimes I don't want people to interview with my reading. I like, don't. Like, whenever you think you're going to be home all day and read by yourself and someone is there, it's like, it's the what worst. the heck? I, I will say, last year around this time, I got a snow day out of school. <gasps> and so I'm Ugh. like, I'm going to stay here all day. I'm going to read my book in silence. But at the time, my sister was staying here. Mm-hmm. And she decided to come join me. Of course. In the living room. And I'm like... This was supposed to be my reading time. Yes, like, please leave. Please leave. But how am I going to tell her to go away? You can sit there, but you can't say anything. Yeah. So, like, I was trying, she wanted to watch things, and I was like, I just want to read. So I was, like, trying to hide my phone and read and pretend to watch things at the same time. So I relate to Nina. Yeah. I also don't like it when people, because I'm going to read something up. Tom, I like sometimes he was kind of pushy. He was. And I didn't like that all the time. Yeah. Like, I understand sometimes Nina was also pushing him away. Because she'd be like, oh, I can't hang out with you for, like, three months or whatever she said. Which I do agree is ridiculous. But I also felt like sometimes he wasn't very respectful of her time. I, yeah, I totally agree. I was really disappointed with Tom in that moment. When Nina was trying to tell him that she needed space. Like, I'm even that way with Jamal. Like, when I'm starting to have anxiety... Um, I love him and I understand like he wants to help me, but sometimes in those moments, my anxiety is just so overwhelming. Like I just need a moment to myself. Yes. And on my couch with a blanket, preferably my weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like Tom, but I just had an issue with that. Yes. A couple of times. And, oh, sometimes you just got to have your space. Mm-hmm. It's Okay. Definitely. <sighs> so yeah, so those are my Amazon reviews. I like that. Disagree with some of them. Love yeah. the other ones. The meh was the one that I couldn't even cope with. The one star, okay, that's fine. But to put meh, yeah, you're boring better. if you put meh. I agree. So, well, I... I googled this earlier. See if there's any kind of movies in the works for this. Um, according to the internets, there is not. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Reese. Reese. You've been or, everything. Or should I say <laughs> Reese? <laughs> if you caught me from the first episode. Reese um, or Reese. She's been buying up books like there's no tomorrow. Yes. We need her to also develop this the, one. The bookish life of Nina so Hill. Yes. Reese. Yes. It's, Please hear us. Please listen. Please listen. <laughs> you really are taking over the reading world. Yes. So please so take make it this happen. one. Make our dreams come true. Ugh, it would just be that perfect. Honestly, I feel like this would be a good Netflix movie. It really would. Because also you wouldn't have to leave your house. <laughs> you don't have to buy there tickets. You, you don't have to put on real pants. 
You just turn you on just Netflix. Go. You watch it. It's a nice, lighthearted, feel good movie. Yeah. You so, just need to feel good Netflix, every once in a while. We're waiting. We're waiting. Or Netflix. Happy time with Amazon. Ooh, Hulu, yeah. Anything that I can watch from my house that I already own. Any of those options. So please let's do get it. On that. Yeah. But um, if they were to make a movie, like I can envision, uh, maybe like. Emma Stone as Nina? What I are you thinking? Emma Stone. Yeah, I can see Emma Stone. I have Karen Gillan and Zoe Deutsch okay. as well. So kind of, I picture like a pretty like young lady, kind of cool, kind of hipstery. Yeah, vintage. Yeah, I think she's into vintage. For sure. Yes. She's very cool. You see on the street and she looks kind of like a hipster. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Like everyone in LA these days. Exactly. Yeah. Not yes. that I've been recently, but I've never been. Maybe one day. Yes. We'll see. We'll go visit Nina one day. We'll go. If she was real life. But for Liz, I love Liz's character. She really brought um character to the bookstore itself. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Nina's life every single day. And I can see Meryl Streep. I think Meryl Streep would do a really I good think job. Meryl Streep. I also have Diane Keaton. Mm, also a good one. Kind of like a sassy lady. Definitely sassy. Liz was sassy. Customer service, probably definitely not something that Mm -mm. (laughs) you would want. No. But for her, it worked. And it was her store, so. Yeah. By this point, you know? I love there's one part where Nina was working. And it wasn't Liz working. I mean, Liz was in the... She was hiding from the customers. As usual. As usual. And so Nina was left to deal with an angry customer on her own. And she basically just told her to go to the library. And I loved it. I loved it. Nina, I actually have a confession about that scene. I've never read Pride and Prejudice. You've never read Pride and Prejudice? No. We need to fix that. I know. I have it. I'm trying to work on it. Okay. I have the audiobook. Do it. But I need to do it. So I'm All not the like Jane that Austens. lady. So I'm not like that lady. Yes. I'm kind of kind of blown right now. I know. You need to read it. I know. I did. I feel like that's one. I read Northanger Abbey. I haven't um, read that one. I, I did, started it, I but did I didn't that finish one it. for my senior project. I did Emma as a senior project. Oh my gosh. No way. Wow. Uh, senior. We were meant to be podcast hosts together. Gosh, totally. Wow. Yeah. So for Candace, Nina's mom, I was thinking like a Julianne Moore. I definitely like also a redhead. I think. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like beautiful, but still like um, wise. Mature. She also seemed like no nonsense. Kind of kind person. Of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Who did you have for Polly? Polly, I have Billy Lord. Billy Lord. So kind of like a fun, kind of like sidekick. That's who she is. She's like, she reminds me of like a Barbie. Like there's Nina, like yes. the sophisticated doll, and then there's like Barbie yes. going on the and scene. And I loved that they were friends. Yeah. I love that they weren't like enemies. Something like a lot of books and movies do is have like the two women like mortal enemies yeah so really like they were friends and they supported each other and polly always wanted to hear about 
like Mina's life and what was going on. So I really liked that. And I don't understand Polly. She works at a bookstore. She doesn't <laughs> read books. No. That doesn't make sense to me. No. But it's LA. Mm -hmm. She was she was trying to do something. But um, it's just a very very interesting character. And I like how how it was brought into the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Then we have Nina's dad, mm -hmm. William Reynolds. I can see that. So I put Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Okay. The guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I just like a distinguished older gentleman. Just someone older. I think I saw this picture earlier and he had like one of those chin poses. Mm-hmm. Like holding his beard. Yeah. Like a... I just picture someone who's like still handsome because obviously he's had a lot yeah. of opportunity to spread it around. <laughs> Absolutely. So like he has to be charming in some way to get all these people. Mm-hmm. And then for Tom, who are you thinking for Tom? Ugh, Tom. I kind of went back and forth on this one. Because I saw him as more of like, he's kind of rugged, but also kind of sweet, like a teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Not someone who's super buff, but, you know. Um, who did you? I have Jack Quaid or Nicholas Holt. Hmm. Okay. I think two very attractive men, but not... Overbearing. Overly attractive. That's, I think if, it, if the person was overattractive, Nina wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. There's no way. That'd be too much. Too, too much for her. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Anybody else okay. that you casted? Uh, this one, there's so many options. I had so many things going through my head. Um, I just kept saying Nina is the main one. Even She has so many siblings to even think about. I, I did put... For Peter Reynolds, like her nephew, who kind of mm -hmm. initially, I said Matt McGorry. He's the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. Oh. And he dated Bonnie. Okay. So kind yeah. of like a little bit goofy. Yeah. Yeah. But still like attractive, but kind of goofy, sophisticated. Yeah, because Peter's supposed to be more refined. He says he feels like he's an old man. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I have for the casting. There are so many siblings, like you said, they'd have to cast. So many. And like nieces, nephews, aunts. And kind of getting back to that, Nina, we see that Nina meets, this is, is it, is it a nephew or great nephew? No, it's nephew. Peter's her nephew, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her nephew. They're basically the same age. Mm-hmm. She's got great nephews and nieces, and mm -hmm. she's not even 30 years old. Yeah. And then was Millie, that was her sister. Yeah, she's and 10. Her sister, she was, yeah, really young. So yeah. Like, that's, it's a weird family. That is a weird Not family. a weird family. It's an interesting family. It's an interesting family. You know, it kind of reminds me of my own in a way, because all my cousins, my mom was born to my grandparents, like, later on in their life. Um, so there's like a 15 year age difference between my mom and her older siblings. Hmm. And so my mom actually had me when she was later in life. Um, and so my cousins are like 50 years old. That's also how my cousin is. Really? Because my dad and my aunt are 10 years apart. 
Wow. And so my only first cousin, he just turned 50 this yeah. year. Yeah. So it's weird. So weird. To not have cousins like your own age. My my first cousins range from 50 years old to six. Yeah, it's, it's just like Nina. Yeah. Like, I, there's no in between. Like, I wish I had those cousins to play with. But I didn't really because they're all too old or too young. Yeah, I didn't but anyway. have any cousins to play with. But I thought that was a very interesting dynamic in the book. Especially since she loves to be alone. And she's been alone yeah. all this time. And now she has all these people. Now she has all these people that want to get to know her, have lunch with her. She almost has lunch with a new one every day, it seems like. It was crazy. Somebody was calling her. Yes. But I want to ask you, Kelsey, so imagine your perfect life, working in the bookstore of your dreams, having the cutest little cottagey house full of books, um, just living, living the dream, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, boom, hello, you have a dad, hello, he's dead. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what happens to Nina. Like, yes. how would you feel? And you have all this family. I think it would be really overwhelming. Like, I'm an only child, and so if I found out that I had yeah, like, all these siblings, it'd be weird to go from, like, your whole life living one way and thinking one thing to the next moment. Having. All of a sudden, you have this huge family. I just, I really can't imagine. I couldn't either. My mind is blown. But I couldn't imagine not be having siblings and being an only child. Yeah. So... That's an interesting perspective. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Well, um, a couple interesting bookmarks. Okay. Okay. Uh, this book is a total of 300 and about 32 pages. Oh. The last page is actually the last page of her planner, <gasps> which I think is kind of cute, ending that it on a plan. Cute. It's kind of like an epilogue, yes. but not. I love that. Yes. Um... It was published in 2019. Okay, so, so last year. Yeah, so it's yeah very, very recent. And um, actually, I think Abby Waxman has a book coming out next year. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but she just, I think she just announced it like the other day on, um, on social media. And mm. I'm really... Really interested to read not only that book, but all her other books as well. Because yes. I just want to find some more of Nina Hill really in there. I really liked her voice and mm-hmm. her writing style. Mm-hmm. And how Nina would have like little things that she would say to herself. Mm-hmm. Like little comments. I really liked that. I like that as well. Yeah. So, the book also has some fun discussion questions. <gasps> I thought we could go through them. Yes. First, Kay. I just want to say that... This book focused a lot on trivia night, and when I was in grad school, I went to a trivia night. You did? Yes. Every week with my friends. Really? Yes. Did you do well? Uh, we came in second one time. Wow. But we went every week, and it was so much fun, and I miss it. On the last trivia night, I cried, because we weren't going to get to do it again oh, together. That is sad. So, shouts out to my trivia team. Yes. Whoever those people are. Yes. Yes. I love them dearly. So did you have a cool name? Like Nina's Nina's group was called Bookum Dano. Like Book yes. Dano. We had several names. I remember one of them was The Finest Things. Like from The Office. Mm-hmm. 
Because we call ourselves the Finer Things Club in our group message. Yes. <laughs> but I don't remember any of the other ones, to be honest. I think we just went with that then after we settled on that mm. name. And there's also this other team. It's like there's the same people every week. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Nina. Like we didn't have like, you know, deep animosity like she does. But there were some people like that won every time. And it was, ugh, it was annoying. And then everyone always was the Tequila Mockingbird. Ugh. Which, I gotta be honest, I don't think is that clever. It's and everyone not. else was like, I love that name. And, and it's like, even in this book. Yes. Like, so I was like, I don't overused. think it's that great. But let me say... I might have snorted laughing when I read Tom's trivia quiz team. It's called Your Quizard Harry. <laughs> and I think I snorted with laughter. I like that. So hard. It's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Because, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Harry Potter nerd. Just as much as all the other book nerds there are in the world. And so I thought it was pure genius. I've never heard of that. But I'm also not a trivia person besides Jeopardy. I've recently gotten into Jeopardy uh-huh. and I feel like it's changed my life. I like Trivia Night a lot. Maybe we should so do that sometime. It. Yeah, we should definitely should. We should have a fun book name. Yes. Jamal can come. Wait, am I trying to add that in? Yeah, that was a great add in. Shout out for Shout my out. trivia friends. I love that. And I love that you brought up the trivia because besides the book, it really is a big um, thing in Nina's life. She schedules it out weekly. Mm-hmm. And not only that is where she meets Tom. She meets Tom. He's her enemy. Mm-hmm. From afar, across the bar. Frenemy. Frenemy. And they're in love. And they fall in love. And it's the best. They're so cute together. They're so cute together. Like... I kept wanting to, like, push Nina, like, every time she kept, like, dodging him. I'm like, Nina. I say I really related to that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, like, he just, like, showed up there and then she just left. Yeah. I could really see myself At the that. movie theater? Yeah. You I would think, do that? I, yeah. If it was that unexpected. Yeah. I think my anxiety would just take over and I would just leave. And see, if I knew you in that situation, I would be... The friend that Tom was with that gave you the ticket and then ran off and say, like, there's some kind of emergency. Yeah, I would need that because, I mean, it doesn't look great. Like, not great for Nina. Just, like, run away from it. But I really related to that aspect of Nina and her anxiety. Yeah. Her social anxiety. Yeah. I totally get it. (sighs) Nina. I feel like Nina's my soul sister. I know. She's so relatable. Uh, Because my social anxiety, I just agree as well. It's just hard for me just to make friends in general. I feel so lucky to have found my husband just because of all my social anxiety issues. It is hard. Dating is hard. It is. Glad I'm over it. Kelsey, we're working (laughs) on it. (laughs) Still out there. Still having anxiety. And it's okay. Thank you. But yes. Another part that I really liked about Nina was when she ran the, like, the book club with, like, the little girls. Oh, yes! I really loved that, and I wanted to be part of that book club. Just sitting around. I wish I would have had that as a, at a younger age. Just being able to sit around with a true adult 
who wanted to be there with you and talk about the things that you liked. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. I love that too. I kind of want a book club with little kids, but I feel like I already do that every day since I'm a teacher. teacher. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I feel like I've been reading a lot of middle school books these days, but they're still very good. Yeah. You just have your own book club for the kids after school. Yeah, I should do that. That would actually be really fun. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Keep us updated. I will. Yeah, so what are these discussion questions? Okay. Well, the first one, it says, At the outset of the novel, Nina appears very happy, although she really prefers to be alone. How does that change by the end of the novel? What role does solitude play in your life? Hmm, that's a good one. I feel like for Nina, she gradually understands that it's, sometimes it's okay to be with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to interact with people more. Mm-hmm. Solitude, I think, plays a big part in my life because I really like to be alone. Like I said before, I think like I could go all day and not talk to anyone. And I don't think at any point I would get lonely. Mm-hmm. Like I just... I don't. And I feel the I exact same way. And Nina, she said she's like I just rather be alone, just with her books. Um, she mentioned books for her friends, and yeah, I, I that. can really, really relate to that. Like, I had a lot of anxiety as a teenager, and my high school it was really rough. Um, just a lot of anxiety there with just the other kids. And so I would sit in the gym every day and just read. And even though I had people like snickering at me and stuff, I was in my own safe little world mm-hmm. with the characters I could trust. Yes. So I get that. And I get um, that aloneness you feel in a book, that immersion. Um, but I loved at the end of the novel where we see how... She, Nina was trying to push Tom away, but in the end, she tells him, um, being with you is like being alone. Yes, which is and the ultimate I compliment. Love that. An introvert. Yes. Because some people do reach that level, and you're like, it's fine if you're here. You don't count. And I feel like that's the way I am with Jamal. It's like, I never thought, honestly, like before we even met, like I was like, I don't know if I could find that person that I could just be with. All the time, but Jamal, it's like I'm alone with him. And it's cool. Yeah. And that's the nicest thing an introvert could say about you. Absolutely. Because it's just, it's basically saying I love you. It is. Honestly, I think it's saying more. Oh, yeah. Because we can love anyone, but can you spend all day with them and not be like, I have to get away from you? Exactly. So. Not a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Yes, and I feel like Nina eventually learns, like, the balance of being alone and spending time with other people. So I do think they need a balance, because, I mean, I could stay in my house and never leave. But is it healthy? But that's probably not the best thing for me in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like Nina learns how to balance these different things and how to incorporate both into her life, mm-hmm. which I really liked. I like that as well. What a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. I love that. Okay. Um, So, 
the pages from Mina's planner were included in the book. Do you feel that they add narrative? We've already kind of discussed that. Um, how did Nina's planner reflect her state of mind? Do you find planning and organizing helps you feel more in control? So we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I was kind of more focusing on how did Nina's planner pages reflect her state of mind? So as we kind of said, it's like kind of like pre-telling what's going to be in the chapter. Um, just seeing what she, she's either saying, oh, I need lots of ice cream because yes. she's upset or... Yes, um, I feel like it can be a lot. Blocking out. the end, they were less kind of... Oh, I never noticed. Kind of. But that's true. Yeah. And to the organizing question, I love to organize. And it definitely helps me feel in control of my life. Exactly. Like my desk at work, by the end of the day, the kids just pile junk on there. And it's like I can't breathe. It feels like my soul is crushing. And so I clean it up. Yes. It's like all in its needs rows and it's like a breath of fresh air. I love to organize things. And so I feel like Nina just needs that control in her life. Because if you think about it, like her mom was gone all the time. Mm -hmm. She grew up with a nanny. Like she wasn't able to control these things. But once she grew up, um, she's on her own. She's able able to, to cope with the anxiety um, like you said earlier, with the planner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I really liked it. I like that and as I well. just love planners in general. They're fun. Now they have these, but they're very expensive. They're I very expensive. I saw a planner the other day. It was like 50 bucks. They're very expensive. So for Nina, a bookstore or a library represents a safe space. Um, why do you think that is? How, do you feel similarly what are some of your favorite bookstores and libraries? Hmm. That's an excellent question. I think one of the most beautiful libraries is somewhere that we both attended for many years. <gasps> oh, the, the beautiful. Low Library at Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes. I spent so many, I mean, I spent so much time in there. I loved it. I had my favorite like little desk things. Same. And so I would go after class if I had just like an hour or two to kill. And I'd be like, I hope my favorite one's open. And then when it was, it was like the best day. And I had this yes. routine of I would go to library cafe and I would get sushi. And I would go to my favorite like little desk and eat it and just like chill in between classes. I didn't know they had sushi there. Yeah. They did. Five years of my life and I missed out on sushi. <laughs> but yeah. And if you guys haven't looked at it, it's beautiful. I know that we're probably biased because we attended there. Yes. But it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's how a library should look. Like, sometimes I miss just... I would walk through there every day just because. Yes. Not only is it a shortcut, but you also walk in and you smell the beautiful, yes. rich scent. And it's like the hustle and bustle. Um, people printing yeah. stuff. People going. People studying. But then you find your corner and it's like... It's just so Your relaxing. little safety. Your, like, little, little nest... From all the wilderness out there. Yes. So. I loved it. I and, miss it. Yeah. And so I think Nina, she really needed the library. Because as we talked about earlier, like books were her friends. And she needed to be surrounded mm -hmm. um, by positive things in her life. Um, she was very alone. And so to her, those books were kind of, I feel like, were filling the space. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, of, like, she did have friends. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the social aspect. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. So, I think that's why it was important to her. Um, and why she really needed it. And plus, I mean, a bookstore. You take a book it lover, a bookstore. As we talk about every episode, I wish I could work at Barnes & Noble. Same. Or the library. Either one. Either I one. I will say that I feel like libraries are moving now to a more, like, hip vibe. Mm-hmm. And more, like, clean lines and stuff. But I don't like that. I don't I either. like it to feel like a library. To feel shelves. Like, warm colors. The smell. Com- like, comfy places to sit. Mm-hmm. So I hope that comes back, because that's what All I like. Things. Well, maybe from this podcast, we'll become rich and famous, and we can open <laughs> our own library. safe space reading yes, area. Safe space library. I like that. Yeah. Let's do it. I just live there every day. Same. <laughs> I just never leave. It, there could be a game, like the children could come try to find us. Like, we're all just like, been in there for days. Oh, they're gosh. like, try to find the crazy library. That'd probably be a scary library. Yeah, probably. We won't do that. We'll be nice. We'll be nice. Maybe. Okay. Um, so, Nina struggles badly with anxiety, which is often quite debilitating. So, what are her coping mechanisms? Do you think that they are healthy ways to deal with stress? How do you deal with anxieties and fears in your own life? Hmm. So, with this one, um, I definitely can relate to this. I have had anxiety for as long as I can remember. Like, that crushing, like, helpless feeling. And I didn't understand what it was until I was older. Because the adults around me... I'm not blaming them. They just didn't know what it was either. Um, And so I understand Nina and her debilitating factor. Like it was numbing. She like almost passed out um, that one time when she was at the the street fair, the street carnival. Mm -hmm. um, When she learns. Yeah, she had the panic attack because um, the store was possibly closing. That was her safe place. Mm Mm-hmm. That was like her home and for it to be, she's already got so many changes in life. She's got this new family. She's got Tom and now you're going to take away the space. Yeah, that's so much. And so her coping mechanism, she just needed to be alone, like pull up the covers, sleep it off. And I find like I do that a lot, especially when I'm stressed out. Like I become very, very tired um, and I feel like I just want to sleep, sleep it away hibernate. in a way, hibernate in a way, um, kind of dig myself in, in the blankets and just hide. Um, so I agree. I feel like for a certain amount of time, like if this is what you need, I feel like this is healthy, but not going to the extreme of being there for like days or weeks. Yeah. If you need to take not a day, that's fine. But, um, I will say just several, several days, um, probably not the healthiest. And we saw, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, that's one of the main reasons why Tom wants to leave is because, um, she just pushes him away because she needs her space. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get that. And, uh, going back to that panic attack, like... I couldn't even, like, I know how my panic attacks feel, 
don't make fun of me, but this is what I call it. I thought, call them throat cramps. Cause literally my throat starts to cramp up. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that feeling like you're fixing to cry. Yes. Yes. And, but it's stuck like that and it goes like all the way up my tongue and like all the sides of my face. Wow. And like, I can't. I can't move my, my head or my neck. It's really, it's really scary. scary. And so like, I get that with Nina, like she almost passes out in the street. It's also embarrassing when you have these attacks, especially in front of people. Yeah. Um, so and in front of new people in your life. And, yeah. Especially Definitely. they just, we're starting to date for like, yes. So it's very vulnerable position to very, be in. Very vulnerable. Already. And then you're going to like have a lot of anxiety that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. It's going to make your anxiety like even louder. I will say if like anyone out there is struggling with anxiety, I feel like we know a lot more about anxiety now. Mm-hmm. And there's lots of things you can do to help with anxiety. Mm-hmm. One of them being going to therapy and talking to someone. And they can help you learn like different coping skills and learn different things you can do to try to help with the anxiety. I know that I've learned a lot of things that I can do to help my anxiety, and now I can kind of, like, talk myself down a little bit versus, like, used to just, like, keep going up and up and up. (laughs) And then now it's kind of like I've learned some things from, you know, like two years of grad school, learning all about anxiety. Learned some things, and now it's easier to kind of, like, stop the thoughts that aren't as helpful and that aren't being productive this is definitely an area like I need to work in um I understand like the experience going to therapy definitely reach out to those type of people please get the help that you need um just know that you don't have to feel the things that you're feeling all all the time um and that's something I definitely need to work I have trouble talking myself out of those anxiety situations and I just let it build and build and build um, so I'm still working on that. Yeah. I feel like it's gotten a little bit better recently, but still a work in yeah. progress. It's hard. We just want you to know that we understand it's yeah. hard. And there's no shame in reaching out. Absolutely. Because honestly, everyone could go to therapy and talk about something. There's Absolutely. There's not one person who wouldn't benefit <laughs> from therapy. We all need therapy. If you think you're perfect, you could talk about something. The world talk needs therapy. Talk about how you think you're perfect, probably. Yeah. To be honest. That's the first thing. Oh, yeah to do <laughs> nobody's perfect so and I think it's interesting too Nina lives in Los Angeles like one of the busiest yes. hubbubs in the world and she has all this anxiety I think yeah. that's pretty interesting as well um, I never really thought about it until I just saw this discussion questions about are you surprised about the fact that she she lives um, in this popular, popular area. I think that she, like, her neighbor has Larchmart, mm-hmm. or Larchmont. And I do think that's, like, she's, like, carved out that little space for herself that she feels safe in. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting to think about her and, like, the like the busy traffic or something of yeah. Los Angeles. Or just, yeah, the busyness and, like, the crowdedness yeah. of it. And I'm kind of surprised, too. Her mom is always on the go. She's always traveling. And she... Nina never really travels on... I wonder if that has something to do just maybe with um, how her mom just growing up, that experience. Or maybe she just really doesn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
interesting thing to consider. Hmm. But um, this this book definitely had all the feels. Definitely. Um, I understood everything she was saying, right down to the books where your friends. Um, every anxiety attack. Um, I got. There are so many things. Um, and like we said, please reach out if if you need anything. I'm not a professional. Kelsey's almost a professional. <laughs> but um, reach out to some professional help if needed. Um, definitely not something to be afraid of. You have to struggle with yeah. alone. Something that I also liked about the book was that it made a point of like Nina kind of judged Tom for not mm. reading books. Yes. And for not like knowing books as well as she does. And that kind of was like holding up a mirror to myself because I was like, oh, sometimes I do that. So you don't, people. do you think that you would be able to date somebody if they, if they didn't read? I mean, that's been kind of the only situations that have been presented mm -hmm. and it's happened, but I do think sometimes I'm hard on people mm -hmm. if they don't like get the same jokes that I know or like they don't know the same things I know. I think that kind of maybe goes to like a judging place. A judge, mm -hmm. And so I like that this book reminded me that just because someone doesn't know exactly what you know, doesn't mean they're stupid or that they, you know, yeah, are intelligent. They're intelligent in their own ways. Like Tom was like an excellent carpenter. Yeah. Like I cannot build anything. And then in the end, he made Nina the bookshelves. Can we talk about that for a second? Yes, that he... is so sweet. That's the, the dream. book in the bookshelf. Have someone who'll make you bookshelves. Amazing. <sighs> can't even. Ugh, can't even. Yeah. And really quick, you get a picture of her life in her little house. It just feels so cozy. It like, does. Her books are like arranged in like a certain order. Mm -hmm. She's got her own library going on. Which is also my dream to have my own library. And then I forgot to mention this as well. Like, she finds out that members of her family that she just met also are major readers. Yes, including her dad. Including her dad. And so she kind of, even though she didn't get to meet her dad, she kinda, I feel like she kind of gets that bonding yes. in a way. Definitely. With that. And can we talk about the car at the end? Yes. Did you expect that? No, not at all. I was thinking she was probably going to get money because we know that her dad's really rich. That's what I was thinking, um, too. We expect that. That's probably she's going to get something monetary. And especially at the time of the bookstore fixing to close, we're thinking, oh, Nita's going to come in and save the day. That's what I thought was going to happen. And she eventually does. Because in the car, dun, dun, dun. Yes. Is all this money. There's more <laughs> money. So you think, oh, she's not getting it. She can't save it. Yes. She's just got this old car. A cool car. Yes. But, but I'm sure car. she could have sold the car. Yeah. But then again, how would you feel like if the dad you never knew left you this car and it's like the only thing you have, True. would you be able to sell it? I think it depends. I think it depends. And I think Nina was starting to grow more fond of him. So I think, yeah, I, I think don't think it, she was going to sell it. I think if they would have given her the car like day one, she would have sold she it. She would like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think that she got to know... Like him through like his family, and she loved his family, mm -hmm. and that kind of transferred to him. And so I think eventually she was attached. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just wanted I want a sequel. 
I do too. I want to know what happens next. Yeah, me too. I want to know. I want to know if they have like a cool wedding, like uh, yes. like the wedding with the camel and everybody sitting <laughs> in the seats. Yes. But did you think Tom was gonna be there? I had an inkling. See, I didn't. When when they started talking, when she started helping um one of the girls' moms mm-hmm. that was doing the wedding for her sister, and she started asking the questions, and she was kind of like, hmm. It's like I wonder if that's Tom. Like she's related to Tom in some way. Yes. And so I kind of had an inkling that he might have been there. But super cool, yes. super cool moment. They get to save the day with the camel. Yes. And then they go away and they have an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I loved it. I really liked this book. Again, all the feels. Yes. All the good stuff. Nina Hill is like my soul sister. Same. I just want to... related. Yeah. I just want all the books. I don't have a cat, but a hypothetical cat. I can bring you pictures of my cat. That would be good. I could probably handle pictures of cats. Um, And then, yeah, if I had a bookstore, that'd be the dream. That really would be the dream. The dream. Absolute dream. Let's work towards that. Let's do it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krubitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com.